Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. I'm here with Mr. Justin Rowling, Mr. Grub with us on the water cooking straight out of uh, the Eastern Shore. Really? Straight well, out I'm of from, Philly. But I shoot on the Eastern Shore and okay. live on the Western Shore. Oh, okay. On you shoot on the Eastern Shore and you stay on the Western Shore. Yes, sir. Shore life. <laughs> All day. <laughs> that's what's up man so um uh we met over uh social media um i guess it's been a little while now and uh of course you had some great videos and i was like man that's good content and then i think i saw something where i think you were like near annapolis and or something like that i was like oh he's kind of local so um i was like yeah i need to, to at least link up and let him know hey man keep doing a good job but um yes, I'm glad you uh, found it in your heart to sit down with the Oyster Ninja today. Um, you know, your social media is killing it, man. Um, right now you're sitting at over 26K followers. I think you just hit you just hit a milestone, right? I just hit 26 today, yeah. I just hit 26 <laughs> on your birthday. Crazy, right? Come on now. <laughs> okay. So so just, just tell us a little bit about yourself, man. So, um, yeah, my name is Justin. Um, I started... I just turned 28 today. I'm 28 years old. Um, everybody always asks me how I started cooking and how I started grilling and stuff. It all started from my, my mom knows how to cook. My grandma knows how to cook and my dad knows how to grill and cook. So like growing up, I would just be in the kitchen watching them. Like I, my grandma has pictures of me as a kid, like cooking in the kitchen with like flour on my face and everything. And um, as I got older, I've been making cooking videos since like 2017. I had like a YouTube channel back in the day where I would just make these long videos before I fi uh, figure out the algorithm. And um, I always knew, like, I wanted to do something to display, like, how I could cook. I just didn't know the algorithm. I didn't know how to market myself. Um, I didn't really – all I was doing was just making long videos of me talking and stuff. I even went out to restaurants and did, like, food vlogging. Like, I would just pull up to different restaurants in Philly and um, do food reviews in my car. And, like, I went to Max's Cheesesteaks, um, Sofa, Sofa, like, all these spots out in Philly, I would just give them free interviews just because, like – I always knew that I had talent to be able to do reviews and put people on like good food, but I just didn't know like the strategy of it. So when I started making cooking videos on YouTube, I was, it was long and it was, it was cool, but like I needed to step it up a notch. So I started studying like Instagrammers, like I don't even drop names like Grill Nation, Grilling with Dad, Chef Cuso. Like I just reached out to them one day because I'm like, yo, my content on YouTube isn't really popping off like that. And I felt like I had a great setup. You know, I know how to cook. Um, I love the background, but I just don't know how to get my stuff up there. And they gave me like a lot of great tips and I just took their tips and kind of ran with it and, um, started my own little Instagram food page. But, um, about me though, I'm a counselor. Um, I work with kids. I love counseling the kids. Nothing comes before my job. I tell every, every company I've been in contact with, like working with kids is my number one passion. I love cooking, but it's not my passion. Um, so like, I even started like a grilling club with the kids, teaching them how to grill and stuff like that. So like, I love being able to talk to kids, know how they're feeling um, and just inspire them to be somebody better, be better than me, be better than anybody that you ever met, like be your own person. And um, that is like, that's, the, that's my aspiration. I love working with kids. I was a teacher for a little bit and then I went back to graduate school, got my master's in school counseling. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my number one passion. This food stuff is just, is just, for, just a fun little hobby I got going on. Right, right. It's what's trending right now. But I, your passion is sure. with the kids, man. I love that, man. I've been working with kids since 2017. Um, and <laughs> the COVID-19 
has a huge, like a huge effect. And you can see it, it's slowly starting to die down. But like last year I was eighth grade counselor. This year I'm a sixth grade counselor. But my sixth graders, they never had an assembly before. So we had an assembly for the first time in their whole entire life because they were in third, second to third grade when COVID happened. So like their social skills, they rely on their phones. Like I'm tech, like, I, like you can't go in the hallway without a kid on the phone. Like they're like addicted to it. So um their social skills are kind of off. Um, the communication communication skills are kind of off. They don't know how to express their feelings. Because um, COVID-19 not only did it, you know, cause a lot of health issues to people, but it also damaged the, the next generation's skills to be able to socialize, communicate properly, and be able to share their feelings. And, like, you see it each and every day. It's kind of getting better as these, like, when you, like, fifth graders next year, COVID happened when they were in, like, kindergarten. So, like, they didn't, didn't hit them that hard. It hit the kids who were in elementary school who had to get up, go to school, eat lunch, talk to people, do their homework on paper. Now everything's online. A lot of kids don't even like taking tests on paper now. They don't know how to like take a test on paper. So um, I think COVID-19, outside of like the health damages, and I think it did worse with, with the prices, the inflation, everything. I think it hurt the kids worse than inflation. Like it's the health problems, the kids, an upcoming generation, and then inflation. Like, I feel like, and that's not really talked about, but it, it really did a damage on kids. The kids are totally different than 2019 when I was working with them. First of all, I'm going to say I totally agree with you, but I got to get you, get you back on um on the road on because you said we wasn't going to go political. And I hear that inflation, and we ain't trying to get <laughs> oh, yeah. canceled out here, you know, by nobody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But no, I definitely feel you. I mean, my, my son is eight and, you know, I feel like if it weren't for us being parents and well, I say us, but I was always working, but my, my wife definitely being a great mom being hands on and, you know, taking him out of the house, you know, um, still socializing with his, with his cousins. I mean, man, like I, I, I totally agree with you and I, I see exactly what you're talking about. And, mm -hmm. Man, that's why what you're doing, man, you know, on your <clears throat> in your real life um, is so important, man. And I wanted to spotlight that. And that was another part when I, I initially reached out to you that kind of stood out. I was like, yo, a young black guy who actually cares, like for real, not for, as young people say, clout. Wow, you yeah. know what I mean? So we ain't capping here. We not sure. capping. <laughs> See, I guess I used it right because you just went with it. But yeah, you know what nah, I mean? You, like... used it, you used it right. <laughs> <laughs> it <ain't capping. laughs> so it's funny because I was watching a, a, a Instagram video and they was using all these terms. And I'm like, what? What? What, what are they talking about? <laughs> right. Um, so so you said you started um, in a well, First of all, like you, you're doing great things with the mentoring and counseling kids. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm just going to ask you, because as we talked in before, like I got some other podcast ideas, but how was your upbringing? So um, my upbringing, I ain't going to lie. Like, um, I'm, it was like, you know, my, my mom and dad, you know, they got divorced when I was younger, but they always stayed in my life. They always raised me. My dad and my mom literally lived like five minutes from each other. Um, my grandparents were right up the street. Um, I have zero complaints on my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to be as humble as possible. Um, but if, when it comes to me growing up, you know, I had everything, I had food on the table, I had, my, I had a room, um, I went to a good school, 
you know, I have zero complaints. Um, I, I think my mom and my dad and my grandparents all the time for just providing for me and being able to live, you know, a good childhood life. Was it easy for me? Nah, because I was, I grew up in the suburbs. So I was kind of like that kid where I didn't really know what friend group I belonged to. So, you know, I fit in kind of with everybody, but like sometimes people would be look at me like, oh, this corny dude, this dude don't know how to really flow with people. I didn't really figure out how to like flow truly with like every type of group until I got to college. Um, because in high school, um, I was like, I was only like, when, when, when you get to high school, it's crazy how segregated schools are like within like friends and stuff like that. So like majority of my friends growing up, like they didn't really look like me, but when I got to high school, I started hanging around, hanging around people who really look like me. And I didn't know how to really act. Like I, I was taking, watching them and be like, Oh, wait. like I remember the first time somebody, they were, it, it was just wild. But, um, but when I got to college, that's when I kind of found myself um, because in high school, I didn't really have a specific friend group. I was just Justin. And then um, when I got to college, I really started learning about myself, being on my own, not relying on my parents for everything and just, and just finding myself. Um, but as far as me growing up, you know, everything, everything was great. You know, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I always come humble about it, but um, you know, my, my parents and my grandparents, they did a great job. Man, it really sounds like you, you talking about growing up, sounds like you grew up a lot faster than the average people. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that has to do with um, having your grandparents in life, because I feel like a lot of people who actually have like older grandparents and not young grandparents, mm -hmm. um, they grow up a lot faster um, yeah. or they mature a lot faster. I'm not going to say grow up. Um, For sure. But they mature a lot faster. And from what you're saying and what I'm hearing, it sounds like, like you know, from my experience is what I've seen. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, what do you say? You're 26, 28? 28 today. Yeah, 28, man. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So let's talk about your first um, beginnings into uh, social media. You say you started the YouTube, like, long-form uh, format first? <laughs> so I actually started a YouTube channel when I was like 11. I ain't even gonna lie. I was, when YouTube first came out, and this is probably a fact that you probably don't know about me. I'm actually like a GIF, like a famous GIF. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but um, if you ever see that that little black kid that's jumping up all scared, I don't know if you've seen that or not. That's me. Um, only the people who I really grew up with really know that and people who that's find funny. out. <laughs> so back when, you know the game Scary Maze? I mean, it sounds familiar, but no, I don't know it. So it's like a game where, like, you push, like, you put this little dot into this maze, and then when you get to the end, like, this monster pops out of, of the screen. So me and my stepsister one day, when YouTube, this is when YouTube, like, first came out. I created a YouTube channel, and we made a scary maze, like, reaction video. It was all, it was fake, though, because I knew it was going to come out. And um, we did it, boozy, uploaded it. It didn't do any numbers until like maybe three years later, and it went viral, and people were using it for like before the word viral even like really existed. And um, everybody was like saying like, "Yo, there's this video you crying online." I'm like, "Stop lying!" And then I'm like, "Oh snap!" And then um, it was featured on like ESPN, Tosh.0, um, so many different platforms. Like they like the Shade Room posted a billion times. It's still you like people tag me in it all the time. So that's when I really started like using social media when I was like 12 and I had like a YouTube channel and I kind of took a break from it when I was undergrad. And um, when I graduated college, I kind of was like, I want to do something on social media, 
but like, I don't know what I want to do. So when I graduated college, I was teaching for a little bit then I went back to grad school and I started my own like YouTube channel, just basically talking about like college life problems. Like, like I was an academic advisor. So I would make videos on like how to pass every single class or like, um, I've, I've flunked out and I don't know what to do or like how to join Greek life. Like it was just a bunch of college videos. I had to have trace you can't take from high school to college because it's not going to work. And because I was an academic advisor and I was helping out hundreds of kids on my campus and everybody's like, dude, like, I wish we could multiply you like in different campuses. So I'm like, huh, let me start a podcast or whatever. Um, I was shooting those videos, but then I was applying for jobs after I graduated grad school. And I was a lot, I was really opinionated and like in a lot of my videos. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like a good thing when I, when people look at me, cause like they kind of know too much about me and I don't want them to judge me off just me giving advice to college students about getting good grades and joining Greek life and stuff like that. So I kind of swiped that and I was like, maybe in the future I might come back to it if I want to continue it. But for now, I just want to just focus on, you know, being a counselor and being me. Um, I would be, I, like I said, I've been making food videos for a minute, like on YouTube, just here and there. Um, but I didn't really take it up the next notch. So I was like, yo, I think I should display, like it, it got to the point where I'd be at my grandparents' spot and I'd be sitting out back just chilling. And I'm like, bro, I got to share this with somebody. Like I'm just out here just grilling by myself and just drinking beer and, like I got to share this moment with somebody and share these recipes with somebody. So that's when I took a, a further step to kind of make my own cooking page on Instagram, which was about a year and a half ago. So yeah, social media has always been my best friend um, in a good way and a bad way. But, you know, I always try to make sure that I always knew like there's something out there that I could do. Um, I hate the word influencer. Um, there's something there that I could be like a, a role model people to people and put people on stuff. So real quick, uh, you said a good way and a bad way. What's the bad way? So, like, with social media, you got to be careful because anything that you do is there for life. So, like, um, like for an example, like, when I was making, like, college videos, like, I would make, like, a couple controversial videos about, like, frats and fraternities and sororities, and I got kicked back for that. Like, oh, you're saying too much and everything. And I'm like, my bad. So I'd wipe that down. And, um, you know, you just never know. Like, you could go – I could go to the store, get into it with somebody – and somebody could be recording it and then boom, it's all posted on social media. So like when I say that, I mean like social media is a good thing to get your business out, but you also got to be careful because it could be used against you as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you, man. I feel like, uh, honestly, so like I said, I got to go work tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you look at my social media, you would think I'm just an oyster shopper. You know uh -huh. what I mean? You don't think I, I do anything else, but I got a real job. I got a real life. You know what I mean? Um, nice. Uh, but for a long time, I wouldn't post anything about my family. I wouldn't post anything about what I, the job I was in the military. I didn't post anything. I just, you know, strict kept it straight to, uh, um, seafood. And like, even now I would say, honestly, a lot of my family, not a lot, most of them know now, but a lot of them know, don't even know I, I work for the government. They just go by social media. Oh, you shuck oysters. You still shucking oysters? You, you know I didn't even mean? know that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I totally get it, man. Um, But that's that's the day and age we live in where you can tell your own story. Yeah. It, it's a pro and a con, but you can tell your own story. Exactly. So, Dang, boy, that boy bad. That's why they call him the Oyster Ninja, I, I swear. So speaking <laughs> of telling your own story, um, you, you stated earlier, you know, about figuring out the algorithm and reaching out to other uh, people, influencers, 
to mm -hmm. really learn what I mean, is it anything that you can share or that you want to share um, sure. as far as like getting over humps? I'll give you mm -hmm. a prime example. Mm -hmm. I feel like I cannot make it to 8,000 followers. I'll get to like 7,000 and or I'll get to 7,999 and then I'll lose 20 followers. You know? yeah, so, so is there anything that you can, what, what would you suggest? So <clears throat> with Instagram, you have to, number one, with Instagram, you have to do vertical. Like all your videos have to be vertical because if it's like a square, sometimes that can hurt it a little bit. The best, um, the number one thing, I think the food channel is Black Food Life. They told me um, when I DM them, asked them the same thing. They put me on straight game. Like the stuff that I wish I could read it off. They told me like everything, but it's the okay. biggest you can send it to me later. Yeah, I got you. I got you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the best advice he told me is you're battling people's attention span and everybody's attention span gets worse every single day. Mm -hmm. So as long as, however long you can keep them on your video, boosts your video up in the algorithm. So I'll make like intros. Like I'm playing with intros right now. Like sometimes I do full body intros. Those usually take off. Or like if I just like, let's grill something, something that'll take off. Or if I say an opinion, like, Y'all ready for some salmon? Come watch me before I make this video. So I was fooling around with that. But the main thing is you have to keep people on your video. Uh, I think it's like, what, 30% of your video, then it gets boosted up in the algorithm. Um, angles, lighting. Like, I try not to put, like, like I'm moving my tripod. Like, when I'm seasoning, my tripod is full of grease and seasonings. Like, because, like, when I'm seasoning food, like, I'm picking up the tripod, adjusting it, moving it to get, like, different angles. So, like, the person isn't just staring at one angle the whole time. Oh, I feel so bad for my tripod. That's the dirtiest thing ever. <laughs> um, but um, that's another thing I do. Make different cuts, funny punchlines, voiceovers, um, making sure that the quality is good. Like sometimes with an iPhone, like it'll be blurry. So I, I wipe my phone, like my phone so many times during the shoot just to make sure it's good. Um, even I even like use like the fire pit in the background. Like I tried to test that to see if that worked and it kind of worked a little bit, you know, just to try to keep the viewers attention. And um, I try to keep each video between like 15 to 30 seconds. And um, I, at first I was trying to show too much of myself. Um, like at the end, like people usually click off at the end, like me eating at food at the end, people click off because they don't want to see me eat the food. I, so now I just make it quick. I just eat, punch, boom, it's over. Mm. Do, like me eating then taking a drink and doing a little pose and all that. People don't want to see that. They just click off. Yeah. So I, I had to learn that. Um, like you just got to be short and sweet on Instagram. YouTube is a totally different ball game. I have not figured out the YouTube algorithm yet. That's one thing that I want to work on. Um, but once I figure out the YouTube algorithm, hopefully I'll do it. I haven't even figured out the IG algorithm, honestly. Um, I feel like the only people that truly know the algorithm are the people who know how to edit really good. Like I'm talking like effects and stuff and angles. I, I'm not at, I'm not at that level at all. Right. right. Um, but yeah, the algorithm is basically how long can you keep people watching your video. And um, whether if it's the way you talk, whether if it's the food, like I put the food in the beginning now, like I put the, like if I'm making oysters, I'll put like a shot of the oysters in the beginning. So they're like, oh, hold on. Let me, well, let me watch this dude. Right, He's cooking right. under water, make these oysters real quick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of how I took the algorithm is. And also lighting as well too. Um, That's really important. I don't have to use like all the cameras and stuff. Cause I, I depend on the sun mm -hmm. and that also sucks too, because sometimes, the sun will come around and the clouds will get in the middle. And then my food, you can see like half it shadowy and half the food sunny, which mm -hmm. is annoying relying on the sun. That's why when it's cloudy, oh, I love it. Cause I don't have to, it's just natural lighting, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks on social media. Editing is easy for me. That's like the easy part. The hardest part is getting the angles and shooting and doing everything on time. And, you know, I, oh, snap, I forgot the salt. I got to run back inside and go get the salt while I'm still shooting and it's in the middle of cooking. Mm -hmm. Or I forgot to get a spatula. And I literally have to sprint inside and go get a spatula. <laughs> while That's the hardest part. That's the worst part of it. Once I'm done shooting and getting the angles, I sit back and I'm like, all right, now it's time to edit. That's the easy part. But the mm -hmm. hardest part is like shooting. Have you done any um, videos uh, or like behind the scenes where like, oh, I forgot. Or any of those? Oh, I got a ton. I, I was thinking about making a, a complaint. I think that's how you said. Of I got videos of me cutting myself while I was cutting up onions, oh, cursing. Wow. And... Yeah. When birds are in the way or when flies come around, I'll kick the bang and I'll smack the fly. <laughs> like a bird will be in the background, like, ah, ah. and I'm like, shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, oh, I get crows. <laughs> oh, the worst is when I'm shooting and my grandmom comes out, Justin, what are you cooking? And I'm like, my mom, you're messing up my video. You know what I'm saying? Those are the best. I have about seven of those. Yo, you might got a uh, career in stand up comedy, also, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I'd love to hear it, man. Um, what, what, well, let, let's talk about, um, cause we were talking about some of your, uh, deals. I don't know if you call mm -hmm. this a brand deal or not, but right now you got the, uh, the Traeger on like, let, let's hear about some of your, uh, your deals. Yeah. So I was, um, my biggest dream was like, yo, I want to get sponsored by like a company. I wanted to get sponsored by a beer company. I just feel like that'd be so awesome to just know, right? have beer to show up at your front door. And you're just like, yo, I'm getting, I'm sponsored by a beer company, which hasn't happened yet. Hopefully it does. We'll talk um, it in existence. Oh yeah, for sure. But I was um, DMing a bunch of grill brands. Like I DMed the Big Green Egg. They didn't give me a response. I, I DMed um, one of the grill companies. I can't remember. They responded to me. They sent me like a thing, but they were just talking about, you know, just shooting content on their grill and it was nothing, anything. I applied for Traeger. They called me back like 30 minutes later and um, he was like, yo, I love your content. You know, like, I'm really surprised and happy for what I'm seeing. Like, we're going to get a trigger sent out to you and everything. And I'm like, for real? Like, I was like in shock. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So um, I'm thinking they were going to send me like, you know, the regular trigger. Like, that's not the digital one. So I'm like, hey, just just out of curiosity, like, what trigger are you sending me so I could like look it up and do reviews on it? Now, we're going to send you the new trigger Ironwood. I'm like, oh, snap. So they sent me that. I didn't believe it at first because like I was waiting on it. I would get like Traeger would send me pellets and um, I'd be like, yo, y'all sent me pellets, but I didn't get the grill yet. And they were like, yo, I'm so sorry. Something happened in the thing. So they sent me the Traeger. It showed up at my front door and that was like a full circle moment. Like I shed tears because I was like the power of a phone could get me this $1,800 Traeger and they trust me enough in order to build content for them. Like I told them at Traeger, I'm like, yo, y'all are not going to be disappointed. Like I'm going to, I'm going to need a new Traeger in about a year because I'm going to be using this every single, like I'm going to be dropping content this Traeger's not going to work in a year because I'm going to use it so much and put y'all on. And I already have friends, like, trying to buy a Traeger now. You know what I'm saying? Just off this. They're like, yo, I didn't know that you can make a pizza on a grill. I didn't know you can make breakfast on a grill. Like, that's like, it's like an oven. It's like a oven with a smoker on it. So, um, yeah, Traeger, Traeger's awesome. You know, you got these little companies that send you seasonings here and there. And I always try to make sure, you know, I put them on my story, shout them out. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, companies, you know, I, I have people reach out to me all the time. And, um, you know, I'm open to anything, you know, I'm not that type, I'm not the type of person that does this for money whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? I make a good income what I do right now. I literally just do this to put people on game and, um, just try to just, you know, show them, show them how to be a better, better cook in no way, shape or form. I'm a chef, but, um, you know, when the businesses start calling your phone, you know, I'll take money. Of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. 
But yeah. um, if you're going to send me like a product like that's eighteen hundred dollars and I don't I didn't sign anything like that just shows that you have trust in me. And I'm gonna make sure that I look out 100 percent and I'm gonna make really good content for them, period. They don't even have to ask me for anything. So um, I'm, I'm asking for the, the small influencers here. Mm-hmm. What what does that reach out look, look, look like? So usually um, and I would even like I wouldn't even say I'm a big like I, I don't even think I'm up there yet. Like, I, I you know, I just I just I'm still trying to figure everything out. But I would say it looks like um, usually I'll DM them. Um, I had, I usually don't email them first. I usually just slide in a DM because I want them to see like my page. Like, if, like the other day I hit up meter made, like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was about to buy a, a thermometer. I swear to God, I was on Amazon and I'm like, you know what? Let me DM meter made just to see if they were working me. And I DM them. They told me to apply to the website and they hit me back. Like, yeah, we'll send you out one and everything. I'm still waiting on them. But, um, you know, as long as you want them to see your profile. So, um, if you have good content, and I would say your highest videos, pin them at the top so they see it. And um, yeah, DM them, tell them that you know you're um, you're a content creator that you want to that you're interested in working with them, and I will bring and that you will bring value to their company um, by any means necessary. And check out my page if you feel free, and let me know if you if you want to work with me. I'm open to it, and then I put my email at the bottom. And usually they'll tell you to apply on their website or something like that. And then uh, once you do that. You either get a phone call back, a no call. Like I've gotten a bunch of companies like that that, that just haven't reached back, wrote, uh, got back out to me. I try to use the right terms, but um, you know, it just comes with the business. You know, people believe in you or they don't. I don't take it any hard type of way. You know, uh, I just know that you know. Hopefully, in the future, that I they'll look back and be like, "Wow, I wish I would have invested with Grub Adjust." Right, and right, right. That's, that's all I really the, the people that don't that do believe in me. You know, they're gonna get everything I got. Mm. Sure, man. Come on, man. Come yeah. on. Man. Well, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast for one thing, because you know, granted, I just reached out to you, you know, to to say, hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing. I love what sure. you're doing. Um, but you know, you know, that's that's what I love about this podcast is it's mine mm-hmm. for one. So, who one on here? You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember we were supposed <laughs> to do it before, but it was during the Eagles and Cowboys games, and for yeah, yeah. I but big time Eagles, I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm watching the Eagles and Cowboys game. We're gonna have to reschedule. I didn't know it was on that day. Right. And I was in Harrisburg. And I told you, I was like, I promise you I'm gonna get on here, you know what I'm saying? To show love. Yeah. Um dang. Um, so what what's next? What's your next uh social media goal? Like it's crazy. Like is it's I wanted to I kind of wanted to stay away from like the social media conversation because I know you're more than social media. Um, it's not either. but it's like the way my mind is set up i'm so inquisitive about social media because yeah. like that's what we spend our time on that's what we, you know our exactly. screen time you know so like w- what are your next goals for uh social media um i want to make a brisket like i want to make i've never made a brisket before um i want to make a freaking brisket like I'm, I'm talking like all day like i'm talking let that thing sit on the trigger all day get the juiciest look at the end. Like, that's one of my main goals of 2024. I'm going to make a, a brisket video and it goes stupid viral. That's If it doesn't go viral, I'm going to be in the corner like, what the heck did I do wrong? Um, <laughs> but um, I want to make a brisket video. Um, I don't really care about, like, the followers and stuff like that because, like, that's just going to come and go. I can't control it. But, I mean, it would be nice to have, you know, a couple more. I'm happy with 26. You know, 26 is cool. Um, but, you know, kind of just – Kind of just keep the tradition going. Don't I don't want to be lax like where I start falling back and and getting comfortable and not creating content. 
I also got my grilling club in the summertime. So I hope I also want to do things, something for my students who are interested in grilling, like whether a company sends me money, like if we have a grilling competition with the kids or I want to put my students on something like just how I like trigger hit me up and send me a grill. Like I want my students to get something, whether if it's money, whether if it's gift cards, whether if it's like for showing up over the summertime, hanging out with their counselor at the grill. Like I want them to have more than just the food we eat. I want a company to see that and be like, yo, every single kid that's in that, in that group, we're going to send them a grill or we're going to send them a gift card or we're going to like, I want to, I want to get an endorsement for my students. Mm. Um, like that, that would be the ultimate dream of mine with it, without creating this because I'm using my platform to build a future for some of my other students. You never know. They might go on to create their own little channel and stuff like that. So um, if, if they, if I get sponsored for them, that'd be awesome. Like, you know, what's crazy is like, you say that um, kind of chillax as far as like them starting their own channel. But like, I mean, I was on Instagram last night and I saw this little eight-year-old. I'm like, what is this eight-year-old doing oh, yeah. on Instagram? But <laughs> they went viral like numerous times and all they're putting is like short little clips. I'm like, yo, little clips. I'm like, what the heck? People <laughs> like, love you know, seeing that. They love it, seeing kids knowing what they're doing and right. like, they can make money from that. Yeah. Have you talked to your students about like the power of social media? I mean, I know social media is also a scary place for kids also. So I don't want to, sure. you know, go over that, but have you talked sure. to them about social media? Yeah, I've talked to uh, all the time. You know, you social media is a problem with kids. It's actually not a good thing. Um, you mm. got Snapchat. You got a lot of bullying going on. Um, you'll have students who will find, like, teachers' Facebook pages, scroll back to, like, 10 years ago and find a picture of them, like, oh, wow. <laughs> at a party. or And they'll go around sending out this, like, social media and, and, and with kids is not a good thing at all. I, mm. I can't stand it, to be honest with you. But okay. – um, because half of my job, not half of it, I say 25% of my job is diffusing issues that came from social media, whether it's bullying from Snapchat or fake Instagram pages or recording a fight and posting it online. Like, it's my job to be able to diffuse that and talk to them. So I'm really not a fan of kids having social media um, in a bad way. Do I think they should have social media? It, they're addicted to it. There's no way, there is no way that I could tell a kid, you can't go on social media. They're going to find a way regardless, whether if it's they use their friend's phone, whether they secret, there's kids that secretly, their parents don't give them, they'll secretly take their birthday money, buy a phone from somebody or buy like an iPad or an iPod touch or something. And the parents don't even know that they have it. Parents wow. calling like, your kid said something, um, your kid posted online something. It'll be like, uh, my kid doesn't even have a phone. So I'm like, ma'am, I'm gonna be honest with you. Your kid has a phone. No, there's no way. I'm like, they have a phone. Uh, I'm snitching. Like, yeah, they, they have a phone. <laughs> or, they're using, or they're using a friend's phone and they have an Instagram. So like, these kids are sneaky. Wow. They know what they're doing. Um, and, I, I, you know, it, it's my job to make them realize that, you know, although you have a phone, although you have social media, you have to be careful with it. So what are the um, the first few things you teach your kids about grilling? So um, I always started off with no lighter fluid. Like, we, can, we don't use lighter fluid at all. I used to use it, but it gets in your food. It's not good for you. Um, it was, I, I actually did have to use it like two months ago at my dad's house because he ran out of he didn't have his fire starter. And I felt like, I was like, I felt defeated. But number one, number one rule is we don't use lighter fluid. Teach them how to light charcoals with the um, with the fire starter that I got. Um, seasoning is more than just salt and pepper. Garlic and onion goes on everything we use. So when we're in there seasoning, I'm telling them garlic, onion, seasoned salt. Don't go too much with the seasoned salt. Um, but you have to be able to season your food. That's the best part. That's, that's how your food is going to taste good. And then um controlling the temperature on the grill now with this Traeger I ain't even gonna lie like it makes you hate 
grill. Like, I, I'm not, it doesn't make me hate grilling, but like the other day I was cooking on my actual grill and I had to keep getting up, checking the temperature. I'm like, with the Traeger, you don't have to do all that stuff. I mean, it's scary. So like, I'm teaching them how to maintain the temperature, you know, keeping the lid down, um, keeping, adding wood chips to the joint to keep it smoking, you know, how to smoke and stuff like that. And then patience. So while it's grilling, like we're outside playing football and stuff and blasting the speaker, you know, just having a good time. Um, but the main three things is controlling the temperature and watching your food seasoning and not using lighter fluid, how to start, how to start the grill and how to maintain um, the grill. Um, I want to teach them how to clean up because by the time they're done eating, the, the parents are at the front door picking them up and I'm up there cleaning up everything. So that's going to be the next goal. Right, right. 2024, teaching them how to clean the grill and how to clean up after yourself. What are the requirements <laughs> um, to getting your, into your, your program? Nothing. You want to show, you want to show up in, it, it, you have to be at my school. Um, mm -hmm. But um, if you, if you're interested in grilling, like, and if you, if like, there's some kids who be like, yo, Mr. Ron, I want to be a part of your grilling club. But I just know them as a student. I'm like, do you really want to be a part of my grilling club? Or they're like, yeah, Mr. Roland. But I'm like, I don't think they really want to. So I like test them and be like, what do you want to grill? They're like, I don't know, man. I just want to, I just want to eat. I'm like, all right, we'll talk about it. But I just kind of leave them alone. I want the kids who actually going to be there at the grill, watching it, learning it. And then eventually towards the end, they could take over. Like, I'm just there. Like, yo, we got these steaks. Here you go. Season them up. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go to the grill. And then we good. I want them to get to that point. If they can't get to that point, then it's like, bro, like, I don't, like, you know, I want kids who want to learn from me and who actually want to be there. Mm. But if you show up in the middle of the summertime at school to grill as a middle schooler, that means you want to be there regardless. Yeah, for like, real. yeah. Yeah, because like, it's, it, so I, I take that back. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, if, you, if, if a kid in middle school shows up to their school in the summertime when they could be doing anything else just to grill with a counselor, I respect that 100%. You go with me. Nice, man. Um. <laughs> What are your what are your next goals as far as your personal life? Uh, not personal life, but as far as uh, you know, with the school system or not in the school system. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, number one, I want to get my students put on over the summer for who are in the grilling club. Um, and I also want to make sure that every single person at my every single person I can't say the whole school because it's like nine hundred kids, but like the more students have a one on one mentor that looks like them. Because that's a, a really big issue within the schools right now. Um, my school is about 60% Hispanic, 40%, um, 30% black, 10% um, white. And there's no Hispanic male role models. Like, there's one Hispanic male role model. And I just, like, it, my heart breaks for, like, my young Hispanic male students. Like, so I've been reaching out to different colleges, different um, Latino fraternities, like LSU, to be like, yo, please, y'all yo, can just pull up to the school, talk to the kids, do a step show. Um it's the same with black males. Like there's not really a lot of, I think it's three of us in the school right now. Um, I just want students to have mentors that look like them and there's nothing wrong with um, any other race, like, you know, teaching and stuff like that. Like they're doing a great job, but I do wish that a lot of students need to see more people that look like them so that they feel that they're able to do something in the future that they see like me, for an example. Um, and they're like, yo, I want to be like Mr. Roland when I grow up. And I know I can because he looks like me um, versus you know, going in the streets, a lot, there's so much gang life going on and they're like recruiting these kids to just get involved and like, because, oh, they look like me and they're in the gang, I'm gonna just join him. That's what I'm destined for. It's like, nah, bro, like you could be better than your parents. You could be better than your grandparents. You could be better than anybody you ever come in contact with. You just gotta do the right thing. But it all starts, I think, with seeing somebody that looks like you that could be in 